we discovered the prices which were almost 20-25% lower than the benchmark prices. So when we discovered these prices, it was as per the expectations of the government of India because in such a large tender, when you're able to bring down the cost of 20% approximately, then it's a saving a huge amount to the government exchanger. And the, similarly, in the case of ISA also, because we don't have that kind of an individual demand, in the, especially in the African countries, the individual price cost is quite high. But when we discover the prices for the African countries, these 22 countries or the uh, Asian countries, they were almost 40% lower than the prevailing market prices. So that is, again, a very, very uh, uh, beneficial for the member countries also. And they have able to discover the prices through which they can buy through this tender or even for the future also that becomes a benchmark for them. That was Rajneesh Rana of India's EESL or Energy Efficiency Services Limited. And this is the Power for All podcast, a forum for leaders working to end energy poverty. I'm your host, William Brent. In support of this year's UN Food Systems Summit, our conversation with EESL is part of a special series we're doing on the critical link between food systems and decentralized renewable energy. Our goal is to shed light on game-changing ideas in Africa and Asia that can help both ensure sustainable energy for all, improve farmers' lives, and support economic growth. Welcome, Rajneesh. Thank you very much, William. Thank you very much for calling me for this very important discussion. My pleasure. So for the listeners out there who may not be aware, EESL has actually been a global leader in using bulk procurement to drive down the costs of off-grid and weak-grid appliances. Rajdish, ESL has done this in India with LED lighting, and last year ESL announced a tender for 10 million solar home systems for member countries of the International Solar Alliance. Such steps are critical to scaling these solutions and in the process making them more affordable to rural communities, including farmers. So Rajneesh, as as a general manager and cluster head at EESL, you have been leading efforts to apply bulk procurement to solar irrigation pumps as well. There was a tender for 320,000 pumps for India early this year, which followed uh, an earlier tender for about 270,000 pumps for 22 International Solar Alliance member countries. What have you seen so far in terms of the impact that that's had on driving the price down from those tenders? So, William, uh, uh, answering to your question, we have done a number of tenders where we have done the aggregation, but uh, specifically we are talking about the solar pumps. uh, And in relation to solar pump, I will highlight these two tenders, which is one we have done for the International Solar Alliance for 22 member countries of ISA. And the other one we have done for the government of India, Department of New and Renewable Energy. So these tender, two tenders we have done in the last uh, uh, two years. And they are very big uh, tenders, uh, large scale of tenders, uh, I can say. Uh, so what uh, lessons we have learned through these tenders and what are the benefit of these tenders? I uh, elaborate in a, uh, in a two minutes time. See, the first thing is that if you have uh, you are successfully able to aggregate the demand of any of the product here in case of a solar uh, uh, pumps we are talking about, then definitely you can bring down the prices because it's very simple that the, the whosoever the suppliers are there, whoever the b- b- intent to supply this one, they also see the bulk because they will also arrange the raw material accordingly. They will see that w- what is the ploy and all the things so they can always uh, quote a better price because the, the, the they can keep the margin low because the, the uh, numbers are very large. 
Second thing is that when you do this kind of a tenders, then your qualifying requirements definitely are of a very high standard because when at a large scale of a tender, only good and people who can deliver the material in a, in a time span, they will only going to participate. And that brings to the, the organizations who are well versed about this one, who have the capacity to, uh, uh, to manufacture or to, to supply these kind of a pumps or a product. So that assured about the quality also from the brand prospect, if, if more of I will say. Then you have after sale service because when you are discussing with these suppliers, you are aggregating the demand, you are in a better position to put the things in a better manner. Then the last thing is that that when you get the benefit from this kind of a tender, definitely it has to be passed on to the end customers. It has to be it, it, it is it is a benefit to the society. So all these benefits comes with the aggregation of a demand. And so um, that's a great summary, but specifically on the price, um, were you able to track uh, from pre-tender to post-tender? Let's say, you know, all of these tenders combined, right? You're talking about more than a half a million pumps, whether it's in India or for ISA member countries. I mean, are you able to actually measure the decline in cost uh, that you're seeing because of those tenders have you done that yeah i think i think the very important point which i missed out because ultimately it all depends on the costing also apart from the quality <laughs> so the the costing in india we have a benchmark prices for uh, pumps which the government of india agency has released that for the government of india will because provide subsidy also so they have uh, benchmarked the prices for the solar pumps so when we did this tender for the government of India, earlier the concept in India was that the individual state, the province used to do the tenders of their own. But then government of India decided that they will aggregate the demand for throughout country and they will do the tender at a central place. So when we discovered the prices, we discovered the prices which were almost 20-25% lower than the benchmark prices. And I would like to say that the benchmark prices were also set up by keeping all the factors in mind uh, with thorough discussion with the suppliers, manufacturers, with a with different uh, locality. So when we discovered these prices, it was as per the expectations of the government of India, because in such a large tender, when you're able to bring down the cost of 20% approximately, then it's a saving a huge amount to the government exchanger. And the, similarly, in the case of, uh, of uh, ISA also, because we don't have that kind of an individual demand in the especially in the african countries so i can always say and we were uh, we were uh, knowing that the individual price cost is quite high in the african countries and some of the asian countries also but when we uh, discovered the prices for the african countries these 22 countries or the uh, asian countries they were almost 40 percent lower than the prevailing market prices so that is again a very very uh, uh, beneficial for the member countries also and they have able to discover the prices through which they can buy through this tender or even for the future also that becomes a benchmark for them that's amazing 30 to 40 percent uh, decreases uh it's, it's really great to see that that's uh the kind of impact that you can make uh it's interesting though but you know uh, led lights which was the first um uh, appliance that esl uh, did this type of bulk procurement for, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, that, 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 that they're pretty standard products, right? It's, you know, it's a light bulb. So 
there's a different wattages and things of that sort. But essentially, you're creating the same type of product. The needs of smallholder farmers can vary greatly depending on local conditions, type of crop, and other factors. So given the additional complexity of solar pumps versus you know, lights, for example, how did EESL address these different needs when shaping the ISA tender, the ISA tender, which included countries in Africa and island states? Uh, I think, William, very a good question you have put up. Reason being why ISA has chosen the ESL for this tender. There are so many agencies world over who can do this tender. And the answer for that one, which you have uh, pointed out in your question also, that what is this, there are so much of difficulties in executing this kind of a tender because agriculture pump is not, or solar agriculture pump is not like any other commodity which you are procuring. So uh, agriculture, agriculture solar pump is a very complex uh, subject because it, uh, it it is difficult to execute also at the ground level. Reason being that you 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 have a different water table at a different places. You have a different topographical condition, rail form conditions. You have a different pump size. So a whole lot of uh, variations are there. So it's not easy at all. So you require an agency who has well-versed about this thing, who knows about the contour of uh, these kind of uh, product or the tenders, who have executed this kind of uh, products at the ground level. So that is a very essential. So... Uh, uh, when the ISA has asked us to send the uh, 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 to to do this tender, what we did basically we have uh, requested the ISA to send a spreadsheet capturing the basic information from the 22 member countries through their nodal points. Because when a bidder comes to bid for a solar tender, and especially it's a very high cost product, it's not a very uh, uh, any uh, uh, small product which in bulk anybody can supply. So it is a very technical and specific uh, product. So uh, uh, when we have given the ISA, the things has to be captured. The ISA has uh, forwarded that uh, spreadsheet, the information we uh, sought from the member countries, like the water table, in which province of their country they will be supplying, where will be the nearest port, how, uh, what are the crops the farmer used to grow in that area, uh, what is the existing system of the pumping over there, so all, all sort of things uh, there. Then uh, uh, what we used to do in ESL, uh, uh, we are uh, known for that one because we have done the tendering which nobody has done in the world for the product for the first time. Whether it's a LED bulb, you have uh, uh, given the example or it's a, a smart metering or it's a electric vehicles uh, or, 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 uh, or a street light, many things. So uh, we, what we used to do, it's our standard that we discuss with the industry first. Whenever we used to slot a tender or this kind of a tender, we first call the industry, the prominent players, and we discuss that this is our idea. We want to procure this kind of thing. So they always give you a better input that what will be the challenges, what will be the supply line times, whether it is be, what will the tentative costing it will come. So that helps basically to formulate a proper document. In most of the tenders, otherwise, you see that the tender keep on going because they are never conclusive in nature. You float a tender which is far uh, away from the ground realities and especially for this kind of a product. So we discussed with them and after floating the tender, we again had a pre-bid meeting with all the potential suppliers who want to attend that. It was an open platform or the system integrator and even the focal point of the nodal point of the member countries also. 
uh, in the pre-bid meeting. They put up their point after reading through the tenders and they have suggested then the internal committee discuss about then these points and they have uh, put up their suggestions over there. Even we know that that is difficult uh, in this kind of a tender first time to capture all the details or clarify all the details. We kept the second level of pre-bid meeting also and the suggestions came and we have successfully able to conclude this tender in a three months time, an international tender, which is a very, very complex in nature, which contains 22 countries and different kind of pump set, different rating of pump sets. I, we feel that is very essential uh, to, to listen to the, uh, the prospective parties and bidders uh, to uh, take up this kind of a tender. Yeah. Interesting. You mentioned earlier that um, I think you touched upon the whole notion of operations and maintenance or post sales, I think is how you referred to it. Um, within the tenders that you did for solar pumps or other tenders in general, is there some element of that tender that guarantees the life of the product and provides uh, for operations and maintenance if something goes wrong? I mean, the last thing I think countries want to see is they've, they, they buy all of these uh, more affordable appliances and then they they end up in the market without the ability to have the infrastructure in place to actually fix a, a, a pump if it breaks or something like that so how do you how do you get around that concern so William, let, let me ask you one thing if i will offer a product say suppose if you're taking the example of led bulb i will tell you that this led bulb you can take at a one dollar and uh, there is a three months of guarantee I'm taking that it will go on in case within three months, if it goes off, then I will replace or I will rectify. The other thing is that I will say that I will charge you uh, more than a dollar, but this warranty stands for a three years. So when you are asking or you are ready to pay for a more than a dollar for three years warranty, then on one side, you are assured about the quality also that for three years, if anything happens to this product, it can be replaced, right? So our basic principle in ESL especially is that, that we prefer to go for a service level agreement, not for a supply agreement. We are not there to, to, to procure a thing only. We are there, we feel that we are procuring a service. And that makes a difference because when you are uh, going for a after sale service also, the product supply is a one aspect, but after maintenance and running, if it is necessary, that is important then the quality aspects come into the play and the supplier, they also feels that if the quality product is there, naturally they have to put lesser number of team, uh, lesser, uh, lesser expenses because the quality product can sustain ground reality. So it makes a lot of difference on that thing. The other thing is that, that the important thing is that the payment terms, when you are procuring a goods, how you are making the payments to your supplier. In our tenders, we generally keep for suppose it's a five years warranty you are keeping then some portion of the payment always kept for five years and that is being released over every year after uh, every year some portion of that payment so suppose 80 percent i release a front basis and the 20 percent i will release in a five years and a four years four percent every year uh, when I, I get a successful service so that also ensure that a good quality of service uh, after sale service you get for these kind of product otherwise it's very difficult to catch hold the people because these are the products which are being used at the ground level in a very harsh condition. So uh, uh, at a poor farmer who don't know how to properly uh, see the documentation or uh, uh, so many factors come into play and they are a high value product. So we have to take care about the 
the pharma. Yeah. Is, is it a requirement? Because I'm not a, obviously I'm not an expert on these types of tenders, but so I'm just curious, is it a requirement within the winning bids for that tender that the supplier have on ground after sales uh, in the, in the markets where these products will be delivered? Or is that sort of built into this five-year warranty that you're talking about? So, well, see, William, it depends that what kind of a terms you want to to take. Naturally, if you if you want only a supply terms, the prices will be different. But if you want that the after uh, from uh, apart from supply, you have to give the service also. Then the prices naturally will be a little bit higher. But that always helps. And the terms of the tender uh, specify that uh, what kind of uh, things we want. And in our tender, especially, as I said, that we are keep on uh, taking the service uh, level agreement into the consideration. So our, uh, whosoever is bidding for the ESL tender, they are well versed that, yes, it is the tender which will going to be there not only for the product supply, but for the service also. I see. That yeah, makes sense. So, I mean, you said this is the, the really the first time that you've done this at the, uh, on an international basis uh, with solar pumps, with this type of tender. You know, what, what were some of the, the key challenges that you faced? And if you do it again, um, what, would you do anything differently? <laughs> so, uh, see, the, when you do the first tender, the first procurement, and it's a new procurement, you always have a very challenging things in your hand because uh, that kind of a precedence is not there. People have not bought this kind of a, uh, uh, procurement. They have not done. So it's always a challenging. But naturally, when you do the second time, the same thing things are much easier for you but when you you are doing the similar kind of a procurement but here if you are changing the countries especially for the solar pump the uh, different uh, countries have a different demography different uh, political scenario different uh, uh, economies there different water scenario the groundwater level is there so it keeps on changing but having said that uh, there is always a scope of improvement from your previous procurement to the next procurement and uh, uh, it is uh, more important to have a, a, a proper data in hand whenever you do this kind of attending. Because if you don't have a proper data in your hand, the bidders will not bid or they will bid on a very higher side. So collecting a data from the ground level is a challenging task. And last time when we did this tender, we collected some data. As I said, that the, the ISA get connected with the uh, nodal points, focal points in the respective countries, but uh, we felt that the data was was we can capture more data, but it requires a lot of time also then, because the uh, data has to come at the ground level. So next time, if we have to do, we will naturally do this exercise in little bit in advance. We'll capture the data because it is always beneficial for the supplier side also and for the customer also to have a good product in their hand, and that is essential. Yeah, I think what we've we're learning in in the across the board as it relates to uh, energy access and and providing appliances that can um, use energy access uh, is is the need for good data. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I guess my last question, uh, Rajneesh, is is around whether ESL has or sees any opportunity to try bulk procurement for other off-grid solutions in the agricultural or food value chain? You know, you think about solar drying or grain pot processing or 
cold storage, cold chain. Do you, at this point in time, does ESL think that there's any opportunity to apply the same type of procurement model to other uh, food-related appliances? I think, William, let me correct you in that uh, aspect. As I uh, mentioned earlier also, that uh, why ISA or the government of India has, uh, has a ESL in front of them, why they are getting this tender through them. The reason is that we have executed, we have a first-hand experience at the ground level for executing these pro programs. And when you have experience, then you can naturally do the better procurement. So uh, uh, we have done these tenders uh, for the government agencies and for the ISA. And in case if we, we get the requests from these agencies or some other agencies, uh, which is uh, of the public interest, definitely we will evaluate that. Uh, like we have recently uh, uh, taken in our hand the solar home lighting system of around... Uh, uh, 10 million solar home lighting system for the ISA for around 52 countries. Uh, so we are uh, doing that one. So uh, it is very important, as I said, that uh, uh, other programs you are saying that can only be helpful, the ESL can only be helpful if we have executed these programs at the ground level. So you can procure the things, you know the in and outs of the things because it is a, it's a big tenders. These are the big tenders and involved a lot of financial implications. So we will we are very careful when we take these kind of uh, jobs in our hand. So that sounds like the answer is maybe. You're not sure yet. Depends on what the demand is. Uh, yeah. As I said, the important thing is that we should have our experience in that kind of product because we are not only a simply a procurement agency that tomorrow somebody will say that I want to uh, procure, uh, uh, say, uh, Airbus. Or, or the Boeing. So we are not an agency that we will do that one. So uh, we have to have some experience in that one. Then uh, we can always put our value addition in that. Got it. Great. Well, Rajneesh, thank you so much for making time to, to speak with us. I think that uh, it's, it's really been inspirational to see the work that ESL has done uh, across the board in terms of bringing down the cost of of these types of appliances and uh, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. So thank you so much for, for joining us on the, on the power for all podcast. Yeah. Thanks William. And thanks a lot for uh, having me on this one. Great. And just one last thing for the listeners who may not know much about ESL, what's your website address? Yeah, it's a uh, eslindia.org. Eslindia.org. Right. Fantastic. All right. Thanks so much, Rajneesh. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you receive alerts for future episodes. And while you're at it, subscribe to our monthly newsletter as well. Also, a reminder that you can find a wealth of sector news, analysis, and data on our website, powerforall.org, and our platform for energy access knowledge, known as PEAK. And if you feel like making a tax-deductible contribution to Power for All to support our work to end energy poverty faster, you can do so from our homepage. In the meantime, if you have any ideas for a podcast, please email podcast at powerforall.org. Bye for now.